0: Late night of June, June 5th, 2003, um, I was on my way
1: home
0: hanging out with a friend of mine, and um, <clears throat> a car pulled up. But earlier that day, I got into some neighborhood kids that uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to be associated with anymore, and um, they didn't want me around. I thought it was them, the car that pulled up. Around one thirty in the morning. Uh-oh. They never identified themselves. Uh, I thought, at first I thought it was uh, guys I, I had that dispute with that threatened my life and I threatened his. And um, it was a two door compact car. When the window came down, it was kind of shook. Um, the driver asked me, uh, What's up? I told him what's up back, um, he started moving around in the car, and, um, he asked me again what's up, and I was like, what you need, what's up, what what, what you want, he said, what you got, so at that moment, I thought, you know, I believe that they wanted, they wanted some drugs, so, if I would have had some, I probably would have sold it to him, but I didn't have any, but, um. I told him, I told him I didn't have anything that everybody else around here was. He got into it. He was, he was like, oh, you fucking guy. Alright, uh, um, so, well, that brief history just what led me uh, to go to the trial. And I, I like the danger at that moment. I to out kind of here.
1: And that's got the. Uh, that's that got me. I think it was just. I think they didn't care about the facts in the
0: case because of who these people turned out to be. I mean, the reason I'm reaching out to you, Bruce, is that uh, I've been trying to get exposure to the fact of uh injustice that took place during my whole, my whole incarceration. I mean, every every venue I've been in. Not, but, uh, not, but, uh, keep the facts under the rug, not acknowledging the evidence exists, and if they do acknowledge it, they make an excuse for it, and, uh, it's been an uphill battle. I
1: mean, I mean the fact that I have, uh, as I can mention it to you, is that, um, they had me believing that
0: I, that I shot two of them, and now it turns out that only one got shot. But the point I was trying to make was that uh, the jury was supposed to know this, and they kept this away from the jury, so they don't make a decision based on this. I mean, I got acquitted. I got acquitted of six counts when I first started. When I first got arrested, I was, I was charged with five counts: uh, one, one attempt, one assault, can of pistol without a permit, and felony uh, possession of a firearm. There was two assaults and one attempt of assault. So two attempted murders of one. Either one, I can't, I can't really remember, but... When I started the trial, they admitted the information. They, they shot six more uh, counts at me. They gave me three counts of attempted murder. Uh, two counts of, uh, of uh, first-degree assault on public safety personnel. One count of attempted assault on the public safety personnel. Two counts of regular assault first degree, one count of a attempted assault first degree, and if it's the fiscal of our attorney's attorney this uh, jury came back uh, with six acquittals, three counts of attempt murders, not, not guilty, two counts of first assault public safety personnel, not guilty, and one count of attempted assault. Not to um not find guilty the charge. point I'm trying to make was that uh the jury was supposed to know that one of the officers never got shot that claimed to be shot, and that's the uh the violation of I'm trying to explain. Got shot. Um, Reason for that is that uh, in 2019, it it was was finally confirmed that uh, the vest that the officer was wearing, to never was never shot. I mean, they had me believing I I shot the guy. So uh, I put up a defense of self defense because I didn't know who they were. And I thought I seen a gun at that moment while reacting out of fear. Um, the system knows that the death is not being And that was confirmed by uh, a ballistic expert
1: named uh, Brent E. Church. And uh, he he did, a, he did an extensive
0: examination of the clothing and the vest a lot of Johnson, and, and it came back that, uh,
1: that it was never shot. So here I am trying to bring these claims out of front of these different venues and everyone just keeps sweeping up the fact that
0: uh, the best is not damaged, it. it. was never shot. So, they don't want to address the fact that you can't can't have some type of bruise that, without having court to damage to the test. I and mean, that was already, that was, that was already, I mean, had a post-conviction hearing, which was denied.
1: Uh, and the judge's reason was that, uh, that everybody conceded that the vest was not damaged and that the testimony that one of the officers gave, which was
0: are the present stating that he received physical damage to the vest that uh, Officer Johnson was wearing at the time of the incident when he helped when he when he went to render
1: aid? For and uh, his testimony was heard by the jury. That was kept out of the jury's presence.
0: They never got a chance to examine. You know, we heard the fact that it was damaged. They never seen the vest. They probably didn't even know it existed. Uh that was that was in effect was based on my attorney because they were supposed to use that to impeach the credibility of president to show the jury to give a chance for the jury to decide those facts. And they were never decided based on, on those facts because they were kept away from it. Um confirmation of the best examination in the closing came in uh, 2019. I've been incarcerated since 2003. Well, here it is, 2019, it was confirmed, and today is <laughs> we're in 2023, and I'm still trying to expose these facts. I've reached out to the council uh, of Connecticut Integrity Unit here in Connecticut. Uh, 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 International Human Rights Clinic in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, the Exoneration Project, the International Organization in uh, Chicago. Uh, a Justice Cause that's in Colorado Springs, another uh, national organization. And the list goes on, man. I've been trying to expose these facts. And, uh, my case consists of, uh, false police reports. I mean, there's actually police reports that, of uh, the officer that claimed to be shot when the leading investigators asked what, what the place, uh, he explained everything except being shot. They kept that out of the trial. They never introduced that to, to the jury. Um. Uh, the officer said he fired his weapon uh, in a parking lot where the incident took place. He never found cell cases that belonged there in that parking lot. He found three cell cases on Park Street, like a block and a half away. That proof that he only fired when he was in that location. Mm-hmm. So, was police report he he did uh, a and he got countless or numerous amount of shots at the accused the a lot. That was so. Um uh, during the trial, I pointed that out to, uh, Jeffrey Katz, that was, who was my attorney at the time. pure intersection. <laughs> um, I pointed out that, uh, you need to ask Johnson where he fired his weapon from. I'm going to, something to point out the diagram. Mark the diagram where he fired from. And, uh, got up, marked the diagram where he fired from, said it was in the parking lot. Uh, their own investigation proved that he never fired his weapon in the parking lot. He found himself casing on Park Street. What like, here it is 20 years later he never got shot but that type of stuff I guess they let the jury know to just, justify false testimony and hurt testimony when it comes to uh, the office and a lot of
1: that
0: Pleasant was the sergeant at age Johnson, he testified as dealing damage to the death because it's caused by uh, by a projectile that impacted the, impact the bullet through death uh, burning, burning Johnson's skin the twisted action of the bullet. Uh, as, as you know, I mean, I When I while I kinda uh, pointed out that we were kinda like nine days in the trial and where if Johnson so called said he had an injury or bullet impact to the vest uh, was on his right side. So I was lower left, so I was I was telling I was telling one of the attorneys, well, look the shot don't no boomerang. I never said I
1: didn't do I didn't do this. Incident and that's said I didn't do this.
0: Mm-hmm. I told him the reason why I did it. And, uh, and I told him that uh, I was standing in a certain position and it's virtually impossible to get shot on the right when I'm on your lower left. And one of the officers in the back seat of a car, this projectile, got lodged in the frame of cabin of the driver. And I was telling my attorney that uh, you need to see need to find out what type of projectile got locked in that vest. If the came was friendly fire or it came from the weapon I had. And, um, at that moment, I got up because one uh, of the officers testified and said, I'm the one shot him, Mary Johnson. And I kept telling the judge, like, listen, I'd like to know what caliber was the one that can type that vest. So the DA turned over. His name is, uh, James E Thomas. The defense counsel is the name William Pazzo and Jeffrey Casterstein. And, um, uh, <clears throat> the judge's name is Malarca. And, uh, <clears throat> he and
1: him had a,
0: had an incident, too. I had to, I had to report him to the judicial bar and they took sanctions against him what he did during, um, during the trial. I'll explain that further. because. Uh, um so the prosecutor knew you have one minute left that there was no um damage to the death due to him turning over and both one of the attorneys went to inspect it, came back said there was something wrong with it so there was no reason to turn it to the left so, but, but at that moment i thought it all um, so, so I'm a cool friendly fire I mean they really had me chasing my own tail like a child I mean, they probably getting a laugh out of it So mm-hmm. know um, they had me believe in all sorts of stuff that didn't even exist and um, uh, I got I got these documents and I, I'm pulling the sharing
1: from the didn't much just so you can see yourself that uh I mean the system is outrageous.
0: Uh, I'm just trying to bring some exposure to these facts man, and the see I mean, they—they. I mean, why allow a witness to testify that he's damage to the same death that we just examined, or so that my attorneys examined, along with. Uh, the PA and bring it to the judge's attention. Why would he allow someone to testify to the same vest that we just said there was nothing wrong with, and and say that he's seen damage to it that was caused by these firing at the That that prosecutor's pride. I mean, it's violence, was it? I mean, um, and you got judicial misconduct. I mean the judge supposed to be neutral I mean he heard he heard the attorney say nothing was wrong with the death and he went along with allowing that officer to testify to the same death stating that he's seen damage I mean these are examples of what happened during um, these proceedings and I don't know why they do it. They just do it. Maybe just to get a conviction, instead of to find out the truth. Who's to know? I mean, that's, that's their business. Um, there have been police reports that were false, based on their own investigation, that doesn't support the physical evidence. Doesn't support the written statements from Johnson, Levin, um. And you got the attorneys that could have done something about it, impeached them with the physical evidence. Never did. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, if if, if any way that someone can help me, learn some exposure to these facts, get some type of leak done. I mean, I I i like,
2: what was your uh... else I What What was your, like, what was the total sentence that you got? It
0: gave me 41 years. It gave me uh, 20 years for assaulting uh, Officer Taro. It gave me 10 years for assaulting uh, um, Tashay Johnson. And they gave me 6 years for attempted assault on Sergeant Pleasant. Then they gave me 5 years for carrying a pistol out of promise. And then they gave me another five years for being a, a fellow in the possession of a firearm. I mean, it was the same firearm, but they just threw the book at me. They just wanted to see what would stick on the wall. They throwing mad shit at me. Something was gonna stick. There's no way to jump over the lover hurdles. I mean, I gotta fix I got six acquittals, so obviously the jury believed something. I mean, if they would have known that. Officer never got shot. Who's to say if I would have got a full acquittal because they would have believed that uh, officers were lying? Mm -hmm. I mean, if they would have known that the vest was never damaged after someone testified seeing damage to it, who's to say, what direction or what verdict would have came from this? I mean, what what decision would have came out of it? And, uh... That's the uphill battle I've been trying to expose, try to get back in front of the new jury to see, I mean, to bring these, these facts that they had all along, that they kept away from from the jury. They pretty much cherry-picked the evidence to fit their story. And here it is, 20 years later, everything unfolding, and, and the criminal justice system still doesn't care about the facts. I mean, I mean they're, just, they're just looking at it tunnel vision, like, they were officers. That's all they, that's all I'm getting. That's all I'm getting from every venue I go to. From behavior to the appellate court to the Supreme Court. I mean, if you see the, the excuses that they make up, I mean, the last excuse was that, um the element of the crime was that you fired your weapon, and even if the projectile never hit them, uh, he fired a weapon that caused an injury because he testified to having an injury. But he, So the jury should have known that the vest was never damaged so they could suspect how this injury came about or if he even had an injury or if he had that prior to the incident. But um, they're not allowing me to get back in front of the jury to decide that. And uh, that, that's been my fight. That's been my fight since day one. Trying to, trying to bring these facts in front of the new jury so they can make their own decision on it. I mean, I mean I, I'm, I'm running out of, right now I'm in the Fed uh, I filed another action, modification, like a modification, a reduction of the sentence based on based on uh, Your conduct while of prison. What you what you achieved out of prison. Um, I've pretty much done everything I could. I mean, I've done everything I've been told to do when it comes to programs in here. Uh, I just finished. I just finished uh, a paralegal course, so I'm really know on my certification right now. Should happen within the next month or so. So I'll be certified paralegal. Um I've done my own habeas trial when it came to conditions of confinement. I went and argued the denial of behavior's trial in front of the appellate court in Connecticut. Um, I'm waiting on the decision from that. If they if they deny me on that, then I go to Supreme Court on that. Uh, those are all the conditions of confinement. I'm just learning the system as I go as as I go along. So I could defend myself better. But,
1: uh, Bruce,
0: I mean, here's another avenue to try to expose the injustice that happened in my case. I mean, I can get vivid, more vivid, and supported with documentation if, if, if I'm allowed. If uh, someone's willing to look further to this, the, uh, I mean, I don't mind if you share how to contact me through, through the tablets. They're free. They give out free stamps. We get free phone calls now, so I can call anyone. Um, I just need some exposure help, huh? I man. It's, it's a big fight. I mean, these people have all <laughs> they have all the revenue. I think they have all the support. I mean, they, they they support each other. You see, they keep covering up the same lie over and over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to expose this to bring it to the light. I mean, what do you think? Those so one claims to be shot and the best saved their life, and all of a sudden, twenty years later, it turns out that the best was never shot. Maybe. What do you say to that?
2: Yeah, kind of, like, it definitely seems, in a sense, that I've noticed, it's like, like with it being an undercover, you know, detective and all that, like, they basically, like you say they take up for each other, and that's the way, do you feel, like, in a sense, that they kind of made an example of you and just tried to, like you said, throw everything at the book at you? Um, I didn't, I didn't catch the last thing
1: you said.
2: Like, where you said about them just, like, trying to throw the book at you, do you think they just tried to make, like, use you as an example with it?
1: Well, they they definitely marked me for an
0: example. I I believe that. I I, 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 I believe that I'm being discriminated against. I mean, I mean, if it was the average Joe that I would have shot, if I was a fan for my life, I mean, I wouldn't have got a $5 million bond. I know that. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this era right here. If it wasn't
0: for if it wasn't for these phones capturing all these examples of officers committing all these misconduct, I mean, you would never know it exists. And, and in my case, I mean, it's happening within the system. I mean, you have all they did their own. I didn't, I never did an independent investigation. I'm going by their own investigation. Their own investigation proves that what they said took place never took place, and the prosecutor doesn't care. That ain't comments. The judge didn't care. I mean, Edward Mularky. My defense counsel's were in cahoots with with the DA, so there, there was no way that they could have got away with what they got away with if my attorneys weren't with them. I mean, that's that's just, I'm, I'm being blunt. I mean, they could have, they could have, they could ate this case up and exposed it for what it was. And, and uh, I mean, if it wasn't for me testifying and explaining what took place, who's to say who's to say they would have found me guilty of all charges? And this is this is me fighting my own attorney during trial, fighting the DA. I mean, exposing the judge for what he did. Do you believe the judge came out? After my family left, and I was sitting there at the table with the DA on on one side, my, me and my attorney on another, and the judge was one of the first people to leave the courtroom. He came back while I was sitting there, and 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 and, my, and, and mumbled, "Um, you son of a bitch," and I was shocked. I was I was shocked. I was I couldn't even move. I, I just I couldn't believe that happened. And he did that twice. The second time I passed out. My attorney tried to stop me. And um, I wrote a I wrote a complaint against him to the judicial bar. And he recommended that uh that he wouldn't preside over any proceeding ever again when it comes to me. And the judicial committee agreed to it. And um. Uh, he can never preside over it. Hmm. This is the type of stuff that happens. I mean, I, I never believed this type of stuff really can happen. You know what I'm saying? But it
2: does. It kind of makes me wonder, sorry, it like it kind of makes me wonder though too, like if there's more things that they have done to other people and it's all just kind of been, you know, pushed under the rug. Well, my guess
0: is that judge knew that there was gonna be a can of worms that was gonna be opened up and who could say how many other people he did that to and, and he offered the judicial committee a uh, will out and they went along with it and that was it. When they when they ruled on relief You the have one minute left.
1: If uh, ever again in
0: I don't pay be in front of anything ever again one we'll time. We'll so that's not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bruce, I want to thank you. I
1: mean, I want to thank the audience, man. Pray to God for
0: someone out there can help me out and help me expose this injustice, man, And all these, all these, Inconsistencies, discrepancies, false testimony, prosecutor's propriety—I mean, I mean, a lawful wrong, conviction is a lawful conviction, man. I mean, if you, if you have evidence that wasn't ever was shown to the jury, I think that text speaks a lot about a system. All uh, right, um, uh, these are just some of the documents I have in front of me that, that I like to read out. So, uh, so the audience can make their own determination uh, of these facts. Uh, I have in front of me, uh, and this is a package I sent out for the Conviction Integrity Unit. Those people are a joke. They've been robbing the state blind. Uh, this is Gregory President, right? Let's testified to the following. He says, uh, "Um, and I was, and and would you continue? You you indicated that you now were out of am, of ammunition, but I take it you went up the driveway towards Officer Johnson's location. I didn't want to leave." I didn't want to leave Officer Johnson alone with a Never, they never knew that the vest was never damaged or was never shot. They only was led to believe that it was by the testimony. Then you got Brian e. turby, right PhD. Um, his his report is um, section a officer Johnson's vest sergeant flash testified to the firewall. I was able to observe a small wound a burn really where the bullet had impacted the bulletproof vest and burnt his skin from the twisted action of the bullet This examiner inspected the clothing and the bulletproof vest
1: of officer Johnson. John or entered into evidence this is in a, this is in addition to related medical and forensics
0: reports. If the vest had been struck by a projectile fired from a gun, there would be characteristic damages, basically a burn mark, and related transfer of evidence. This included possible gunshot residue and related characteristic damages to the exterior of the clothing. There was no such damage to either Officer Johnson's clothing or his bulletproof vest. There is also no microscopic evidence from a projectile. Any suggestion that he was shot while wearing these items is negated by these findings. To be blunt, this directly contradicts the testimony of Sergeant Pleasant, as no wound or burn was observed on the vest, not by this or any other forensic examiner. This, to be very clear, it is not possible for this vest to have been shot by. A firearm without leaving physical evidence of the projectile in the form of visible damage to it. No physical damage to the vest is clear evidence that no projectile from a handgun struck it. Now if the jury would have known this, what you think would have would have happened. Their whole their whole their whole case would have came into question.
1: Mm-hmm yeah I agree I
0: mean uh, and this was you know, this, this was documented in 2019 this took this nearly took 18 years to come about and they still in this fact under the rug they don't care that that the best is not damaged I mean if the best is not damaged how do you have a bruise can you explain that
2: Hmm, it's either he didn't, or he, maybe somehow it happened from something else. Happened to what? Like, maybe it happened, like, from something else that he done, and just said it was you. I don't, I don't, I don't really,
0: I can't really
2: make out what you're saying, because it sounds muffled. I'm just saying, like, what if he, like, done, like, already had the bruise? Or from just like something else he'd done and just kind of blamed it on, you know, that incident when it could have been, you know, he hit something earlier that day or a few days ago? Well,
0: I mean, I, I give him all the votes he wants to hang himself. I mean, how about if the door slammed back on him and hit his right side or his left side? I mean, it's his left side that
1: so-called got, got, got impacted. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm saying,
0: the officer said he seen damage to the vest, Bruce. I mean, I, 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 how, do you, how do you get around that? If he said he seen physical, I mean, damage to a vest that came from a bullet impact, and there's no damage to the vest, then, I mean, what can you say about it?
2: Yeah, it should have been through Al. You got an officer saying he can't damage your vest. You got another
0: officer saying I shot him. Then you got a ballistic expert that comes into play 18 years later saying that there was no burn mark of a projectile to his clothing or his vest. You don't think that's something that the jury should have known?
2: Yeah, they should have known it.
0: So they can decide the case properly. Mm-hmm. So, the,
1: so the
0: DA kept kept this away, my attorney kept this away, the judge kept this away, they all had this information. They had this information when I found out and I, and I, and I wanted to know what projectile I was the one that, that got lodged in the back. If they knew there wasn't no bullet lodged in the back, I mean, who, who takes someone to trial without knowing their own, their own evidence? Who does that? Mm-hmm. State of Connecticut, obvious.
1: State
0: of Connecticut, obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I got the, I got the transcripts of the date when uh when when the attorney came back and stated to the judge that there was nothing wrong with that. This was uh this was attorney passed on. This was one of my attorneys. I had two attorneys. I had, uh, William Pazzo and Jeffrey Cazzo I had a Jew in an Italian. but I thought I had a killer squad, man. I really thought that these people were going to do stuff for man. No. So, um, the court. This is, this is Pazzo. No. Mr. Cazzo has had to head
1: the federal court, so I'm going to solo here. The court asked, um, uh, that's all right. Uh, attorney Pazzo.
0: Earlier this afternoon, I met with Mr. Thomas, who provided me with two bulletproof vests. And the vest that Officer Johnson was wearing did not appear to contain any type of marking or bullet holes. I asked Mr. Thomas if he could determine which bullets were recovered from the exterior of the vehicle. You see how they work, placed? He mm-hmm. went from talking about the vest to now talking about a vehicle. This is the type of stuff that happens if you're not an attorney and you're just a regular joke, you don't know what's going on. They're going to get you. They're going to get you on the first come out. Why? Because you don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. after years of studying your own case, man, you see all the stuff that these attorneys pull, all the stuff that B, the DAs be pulling. I mean, there's so much misconduct going on. I mean, our first, was under investigation. They, 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 the, the DA's office, they were under investigation for doing multiple misconduct during trial. You need to look that up for yourself. You're going to see how many names pop up of, of these state attorneys that, that, that people saw these underhanded little tricks during trials just to get a conviction. That
1: They're seeking out the truth.
0: I'm not, I, I'm not saying that I've been a model citizen, and I I mean, that's not me. It's say, well, right is wrong. Wrong Wrong is wrong, right is right. Now, if I'm being punished for something I do, then they should be held
1: accountable, too. Mm hmm I mean,
0: mean, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I mean, I would believe. The The question is, who's the goose and who's the gander, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. You got any questions,
2: Bruce? Now, like I said, it just seems like they they messed up and they don't want to admit it, so they've kind of just like beat around the bush and, like you said, just don't care and just hopefully nobody else will care. Is what it sounds like to me. Is that how it feels t- towards you? Like they're just kind of hoping, you know, you'll kind of. Go away in a sense, and like nobody will listen to you, and not really dig in deep of what they done.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not going away. I mean, the, the the facts are the facts. I mean, they can keep sweeping them under the rug. I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm hoping that that I mean, the podcast will bring some type of exposure to someone that that would really want to look into this. So I can give over the documents that I have, so they can, so they can bring some type of light or expose these people. Hold, hold these people accountable. I mean, from 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 the DEA to the to the attorney to, to to everyone involved. Like, I mean, you won't hold me accountable. I mean, someone should be able to hold them accountable. I mean, I reached out to the Conviction Integrity Unit, and like I said. They get